Okay. Um, okay, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to turn off my camera. Um, and the reason I'm going to do that is because I don't want to look at my face while I'm talking. <laughs> I can't stand it. There's something about that that gives me the creeps. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it off. I'm Helena. I'm an alcoholic. I'm, oh, yeah, that's much better. <laughs> I'm an addict. I'm an alcoholic. I'm grateful. Um, I'm grateful that I'm among the living today. Whew. And it's good to be in a meeting. It's really, really good to be in a meeting. You know, um, I woke up this morning. I, I knew I had to set an alarm because now that I'm a retired lady, it's very well, it's very seldom that I'm up at this time unless I've been up all night. And I have pulled a couple of all-nighters in um, you know, since the pandemic. Matter of fact, my my whole sleep schedule is all over the place. Um, but there's nothing about me in the last year and a half that was the same as it was before except for I'm still alive and breathing, everything, my whole world has turned upside down. And I guess everybody else's has as well. You know, I, it's, it's interesting because Tus Noir is, is my favorite group, but when I speak at Tus Noir, I'm always the most nervous to speak here as opposed to anywhere else. I don't know what's up with that, but I don't have to know the answer to, to everything. Um, and that's good because if I think I know the answer to everything, I think I'll, I'll have a problem then because there's always more to learn and I'm learning more and more about myself every day. Um, uh, okay. Everybody, there's some people on here that really don't know my story. So I'll just touch on a little bit. You know, I think it's way more important for me to talk about Helena today as opposed to Helena yesterday because you wouldn't like Helena from yesterday. Not that you you may not like me today, because some days I don't like me, but that but that's okay. Um, I might not like me some days, but I love me every day. I'll put it like that. Um, Dariah always tells me when when I'm speaking and I'm feeling nervous, just imagine everybody in the audience audience naked. So that, that kind of works because I'm looking at y'all. I'm like, hmm, maybe, mm, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> no, that was a joke. But um, yeah, so let me get serious now. All right, thanks everybody for being here this morning. Um, I am nervous, I am nervous. And uh, let's see, I'm Helena, I'm from New York. I am 70 years old. I, um, I'm sober 29 years. My sober date is June 8th, 1992. It wasn't my first sober date. My first sober date was June 10th, 1985. So there was a two day relapse somewhere in there. And, um, in, in, in 92, I kind of lost my mind there for a minute. But, you know, I'm ever so grateful that that relapse wasn't longer than the two days, but I became totally unhinged. You know, I um, was still making meetings, still doing service. I, at that time, I was married. 
and uh, my house became people, places, and things that my husband had started using. It was around the house, so it didn't take long for me to pick it up, you know. But um, like I said, that was the two days, and hopefully I don't have to relive anything even remotely close to that. But then again, my husband is is long dead. Um, and it's interesting because we were married twice, once in recovery and once out of recovery. So, um, quick thing, he's, he's been dead a long time now. We, we did, um, we did split up and, uh, yeah, he, he remarried, he remarried and, um, it's, it's interesting because we became better friends after he remarried and I even became friends with his wife. You know, he died. He died from um, colon cancer. And it was such a shock to me because I always thought that that I'd be long dead, you know, way, way, way before him. And, and he suffered. And it was, it was, it was still hard to bear to see him go in that painful kind of way because it just like snuck up on him like, like right away, you know. And he wasn't really, he didn't really talk to me about it. But um, his wife called me and, you know, she was concerned. She was like, listen, you know, um, can you talk to him? The, the, the toilet is full of blood, you know? So I'm like, oh. I knew that that sounded like a horrible sign to me because back in, um, back in the eighties, when I would hear somebody went to the bathroom, a male and the toilet was full of blood, that was usually a sign of AIDS. So I knew he didn't have AIDS. Um, but I suspected colon cancer and, 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 um, and that's what it was, you know? Um, yeah. So, and I felt, you know, really, 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 really horrible because even though I had been through a lot, you know, we, we were always friends on, on some kind of level since we were like in our twenties, you know, so to see him go in, in that horrible way in such a quick fact, um, space of time was horrifying to see but I've, I've seen many people die over over the years uh oh by the way um let me get this piece out of the way me myself have been hiv positive for 32 years um and every day i'm amazed i'm still here every night i still go to sleep and wonder if i'm gonna get up the next day you know um especially since i'm 70 I never thought I was gonna be no goddamn 70 years of age. And I never wanted to be 70 years of age. You know, um, it, it's hard for me to imagine um, even living this long. It's hard to me, it's hard, I'm sorry I'm stumbling a lot, but I have coffee and I haven't drank it yet. I'm still sitting here, but I'm gonna start, at least you won't see me sucking it down. So that, that's a good thing. But it's amazing too that I only drink one cup of coffee. Picture that the whole day, only one cup, and sometimes not the whole cup. Um, yeah, so back to back to um, where I was at. I guess because I know I'm, I'm being recorded now, now I'm like, uh, you know, some of the wind kind of left my body. <laughs> but um, yeah, back to, oh, the HIV thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, and, and being retired, 
you know, um, I never thought I would actually live long enough to 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 be retired. Um, I thought I'd be dead in a year when they gave me that diagnosis. You know, they gave me that diagnosis in 1989, and they told me I would only live a year. But you know, but even then, you know, when I when I went to get um tested. The only thing that was really bothering me was I kept getting earaches. You know, my I kept getting these ear aches. And one of the girls I was working with that was also in recovery, she had tested positive. You know, and since she did it, I said, well, I might as well do it too, because I I followed her all around. She was in recovery. She was in recovery before me. So we were um pretty good friends. So basically, I, I, I kind of watched what she did, and I kind of did what she did, you know. Um, so I was like, damn, she don't seem like she's sick. But I knew I had shot a lot of dope in my days, you know, and I knew that I was um, totally, I guess I could use the word promiscuous. It sounds like such an icky kind of word. But, you know, um, I never looked at that like no big thing, you know, because when I was coming up, and, uh, you know, as a kid and as a teenager, I was always around like my male cousins, you know, they were the ones that taught me how to fight, how to protect myself on a, um, a low grade martial arts level, you know, and I kind of did what they kind of did. And they always had like a few girlfriends. They were very good looking men, well, kids, we were kids then. So I never had like what I, I hear a lot of you ladies have. And sometimes I feel less than I could say that, you know, cause I never knew how to be like a, a dainty lady. Even, the only thing dainty about me is I like dolls and I like a lot of them, you know, and I got a lot of them too. You know, I have, I have a doll in here that, that's older than most of you. And um, yeah, but everything else was about playing marbles, playing basketball, you know, handball and um, fights and just just a bunch of craziness. Even as a teenager, I had got into a, a, a gang for a while because um, that was kind of like the thing to do. I think the only thing that really saved me in, in, in those days, you know, I don't know if it was a higher power. I don't know none of that because I don't, I, I, I can say what, what Marshall always says, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an agnostic because I just don't know. And um, I don't know either. I don't know. All I know is that the things I went through, I think I was supposed to go through every single thing that I went through. Because if I missed one step, I might have not been here today. You know, that's what I believe. You know, I believe that everything I, I went through was a lesson. You know, um, I went through the drinking stage, but I was never no no real, so to speak, um, strong-ass drinker. You know, I hear some of the ladies talk about, oh, you know, I could drink the men under the table. Well, shit, that ain't part of my story. You know, because I would drink, but there was always something else there. You know, I can remember sniffing Carbona and, and glue and, and all this stuff early on, because I never could just flat out drink. I always, I didn't like to feel like I was out of control. And it always hit my stomach. I wasn't a throw up person, you know, but 
I, I never could just plain drink. Um, so it's funny because when I got to AA, I, I wonder if that was one of my main qualifications. I was afraid to speak because I knew I didn't have a strong alcohol story and I was making mostly AA meetings, you know, but at that time, weren't really, um, it was kind of frowned upon if you brought drugs into your story. And, um, but anyway, so that's neither here nor there. So I'm just trying to get back to the point where I was talking about, you know, the earlier time. So, uh, yeah, so I never learned how to be like, a lady I always had that that edge to me and I think that edge is what I needed to to survive in, in that particular time you know I had no siblings at that time I didn't have siblings later but not at that time the crucial early 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 days you know but I did have other things you know I had um I had hobbies I learned how to draw early on by watching other people draw you know, um, my mom, she always had folks over, folks from all over, all different types of um, ethnic backgrounds, and they brought their talents with them. And I followed them, and I did everything they did. You know, I watched them play cards. I, I watched them how they learned to, you know, fold cards. I watched how they um, had little switchblades. I would watch them flick it out. I'm like, well, I can't wait to get a switchblade <laughs> Yeah, I watched them smoke cigarettes. I said, you know what? When I grow up, I'm not going to drink, but I'm going to smoke cigarettes. You know, because there was something about the, the, the drinking. And I, I had an aunt, a, a, and a younger aunt, and um, I can look back at her and say that she was definitely of the alcoholic variety. Because they always say, um, nobody can never say, you can't say somebody's an alcoholic. They have to be the one to say it. You know, but um, she would drink and she would end up wetting herself. You know, she would she would be like a fairy in the beginning and an ogre, you know, towards the end, she would curse you out, you know. And um, I was like, wow. I watched her one day, we were in the street and um, she had a daughter and a son and they and her daughter was standing in the corner crying. So something, even I was really young, I knew there was something wrong about that. You know, there was something shameful like about that. Um, so I don't know if that was part, one of the, one of the things that kind of kept me away from the, um, the, the heavy drinking thing. I don't know. I don't know. And guess what? I don't have to know because here it is years later. And um, I'm just trying to give you a little detail because I realize when I do speak, I never talk a lot about, you know, the earlier days that kind of just came about. But um, yeah, so the other things that saved me is that I like to write. I learned how to, to, to read and write before I even got to actually kindergarten. So by the time I got to school, um, I was kind of like the teacher's pet and nobody likes the teacher's pet. <laughs> even back then, nobody liked the teacher's pet. But um, I can remember uh, I had got into an incident with with a little boy. He kept picking at me, kept picking, pick, pick, pick. And one day I just picked up a pencil and stuck it in his ear. And I mean, way in his ear too. You know, I never had no problems on him again. Even though, even though he kind of bothered me after. And, you know, just behind that one little incident, I was doomed to be a, a troubled kid. And I guess the part 
that, that troubled the teacher and troubled my parents is because I kept digging the damn pencil in his ear. You know, so there was maybe if I had just took the pencil and just stuck it toward the tip, but because I kept digging and I was, um, I had to be evaluated for that. You know, I had to be evaluated and there was a lot of other instances where I was kind of like turned into this violent, angry little girl. Um, I was, well, I guess you wouldn't call it mandated, but I was kind of um, sequestered. Maybe that's a nice word. I don't know. But um, yeah, as as a young kid, you know, they they evaluated me like I was a, a, a grown-ass person to find out what was wrong with me. They they said that I was scholastically very smart. You know, um, they 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 tested me. Um, I had all kind of tests done on me, and they said, "Oh, she's smart. Her, her IQ is uh, 160." You know, so I don't know. I I didn't know what that meant. I just know that I like to read. I like to write. You know, I was very good in math, and um, <clears throat> I like to draw. I could sing a little, I learned how to play the piano a little bit, not, you know, not no Stevie Wonder or anything like that. But it, it's like, every seemed like everything I picked up, I could do. I could do, and it, and it was kind of easy for me. So those are the things I think that um, kind of protected me from the other side of me that was this, you know, this angry little girl. You know, and I never really got to, to really process that anger and stuff, even though, you know, I had went to psychiatrists in those days. I went to, I can remember my mom taking me to a, a therapist and they would just, you know, answer, ask me questions. I answered the questions and, and that was it. As far as me like being punished, I think I got beaten maybe twice, you know, and my mom says, well, there's no sense beating you because you don't cry. You know, the best thing I could do is, is punish you. I hated to be on punishment. And I was on punishment a lot. <laughs> a lot. But, um, but, but that's okay. You know, I look back at my mom because I can remember I, I was um, kind of molested. No kind of molested. I was molested. And um, I can remember telling my mom, um, about it, one of her neighbors, um, his son, had um, had accosted me, and I told my mom, and my mom was so upset. I can remember her talking on the telephone to the neighbor, and I heard a lot of screaming and this and that. And then, I don't know if I blacked out as a kid, you know, in in a trauma sort of sense, but I I can't remember nothing being done a after that. I can't remember nothing being done, but that kind of told me I'm not telling my mother nothing no more. You know, I I'm gonna have to learn to protect myself, and that's when um you know my my male cousins came in because I I realized I needed to be able to protect myself. So you know, no man or nobody could do that to me again, or anything remotely like it. So I've always been um I never had trouble out of um men beating on me or doing anything horrible to me unless I allowed it, you know, and, and I felt pretty proud that I knew how to protect myself. I can remember one guy, I had went with him for years, you know, this was early, uh, early on in, in the, um, the, the drugging days. So I'd say I was about maybe, I don't know, about 24. And, and 
and he punched me in my ear. My ear is still not right today. My ear is still kind of like off. I didn't do anything, but I can. I was light then. I think I weighed maybe about 110, 120. But I remember I flew. I flew. I didn't. I didn't do anything. I didn't even cry. I was just like so stunned, and I it felt like it went through the the back of my brain. But that evening, I, I was cooking, and I walked up behind him, and I hit him as hard as I could with a, a frying pan, and one not one of them little cheapy ones either, one of those black cast iron ones, you know. Um, and I never had no, no more problems out of him. But it's interesting because I didn't leave him. So there was something a little wrong with that. And that was my apartment his ass was in, you know, but I, I, I didn't leave him. And um, a main part of that is because that, that same guy t taught me how to work the street, how to make money illegally in the street. And I needed that because by that time I was into heavy heroin addiction and I needed to make money. And I told myself, no matter what you do, you're not selling your ass on the street. You don't know how to make money. You're, you're uh, a whiz with numbers, you know. So I, I got um, deeply into like forgery and a whole lot of other things and not proud to talk about that. But you know, it's just so many things I'm not proud to talk about or feel easy talking about. But then I realized those are the things I need to talk about. You know, those are the things I need to process and get out of the way. Um, I don't know that I'm going to talk about them in so many different audiences. And guess what? I don't have to. I just have to talk in a general way. Um, so I don't know how general this is because I'm listening to this and I'm like, this shit don't sound general, Mina. This sounds very ungeneral. But um, anyway, um, so where do I go from here? What do I tell you now? All I can tell you now is that, um, you know, I... Uh, I did end up in jail, no long term. Um, did end up arrested several, several times, you know. And um, by the time I got to recovery, I was pretty much beat. I um, I had had several suicide attempts by that time, and I mean horrific ones too. Not no, oh, I swallowed a couple of pills. I was swallowing hypodermic needles. Okay, I wanted to die. But yet, there, I was too vain to, to jump off the roof or jump off the platform or, you know, the train platform. Although I can remember one day I had um, somebody talk me into getting some speed. I never was a speedy person. I like kind of downheads, even though I kind of got into the cocaine thing, shot a bunch of that. And then I was like, no, nah, that's not for me. But anyway, um, yeah, so somebody had told me about the speed. So I said, oh, let me try that. I tried speed. I ended up sitting on the platform at the edge of the platform, just sitting there like it was like, like I was sitting on the beach with my legs hanging over. I'm like, okay, then no, we ain't doing no more speed. <laughs> you, you know, so I don't know what that could have been a suicide attempt. I'm not going to say it should have been. I'm going to say it could have been, but um, yeah, so those kind of things. So by the time I got to the rooms, I, you know, I, I was, I was done. I was done. You know, um, I realized uh, it wasn't about the street anymore. I had, I had, um, had ended up getting into a scuffle with, with, with this woman, and I had to cut her throat. I, I, um, I know that sounds awful, 
but um i was i was kind of like a, a attack first uh she didn't die at least by me she didn't die you know um but i heard later that she had an infection and she did die so i always felt a little guilty for that you know because i because maybe had that not happened maybe that that might have not happened to her you know but again protect protecting myself and um you know i was also directly responsible for, directly responsible for someone getting killed because they were trying to protect me so i feel like i walk around with blood on my hands you know but i tried to process that out and how i do that today is both of those people are not here today but i try to be the best person i could be today you know um and yes i do still have a switchblade yes i do i don't have a pistol i don't have i don't i wouldn't mind having one with all the shit that's going around here, where I live, it's a mess. It's a mess. But I'm glad I have a roof over my head, you know, and I'm glad that um that I'm alive. I know it's 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 32 past the hour. So it's getting a little a little close to where I should be shutting the hell up. To me, at least it feels like that. Um yeah, so that's some of the dark, ugly stuff I haven't told you about. I always wonder what am I going to talk to them about, you know. Then I'm like, don't focus on that. Stay in the now. Stay in the now, you know. But um, so yeah. So those are some of the things I went through. But let me tell you about some of the good stuff, and then I'll shut the hell up. Okay. So like I told you, HIV positive for the 32 years. It took me um eight years before I decided I was going to go to to um to college. Okay. Y'all have been telling me for so long, you're brilliant, you're brilliant, go to school, go to school. So I was like, okay, I gotta go to school. But in the, the back of me was like, yeah, but you're gonna die. Yeah, but you're gonna die. I was saying this eight years after they told me the first year. So I'm like, okay, this is getting a little old now, you know, because I allowed that particular description of myself, that health um, diagnosis to kind of like, keep me from doing things that maybe I should at least try, you know, okay, I might die at the end of today, but at least try to do something you, you, a dream of yours or something you want to do, at least try. If you fail or, or not even fail, if you don't get to do it, but at least you will have tried, you know, so that finally sunk in and I went, I went to, I went to, um, I went to a junior college. And then I went um, for my associates. I got my bachelor's. So then after that, I came out of there with honors. Who every no, The only one that was shocked was me. Everybody was, oh, we knew you could have did that. We knew that all along, you know, all this and all that. I'm like, oh, yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I felt good. I felt better about graduating with my bachelor's as more than when I got my master's. I don't know, probably because it was the first, you know, when you, the first is always the best to me. But yes, yeah, so I was able to do that. I was able to, um, you know, go and uh, get my master's at um, a really good university, Yeshiva University in, in New York. And I, and I did amazingly well. I mean, amazingly well. You know, both schools, I came out, you know, top top of my class um so that was good for me to do because that helped with the self-esteem part you know 
that helped because I really wanted to do something to help others. I had had a career by that time. You know, I was working as a um as an administrator in health and hospitals. So I worked there for like 13 years. So I had a career with that, you know, but I, I, I still wanted to go to school. I still wanted to do other things. So I was working at that, going to school full time. And I was doing a lot of stuff. I was starting to feel a little tired, but these are things that um, I felt like I had to hurry up and do because I'm still dying today. You know, I got the virus. Everybody was like, oh, we're so tired of hearing about that virus. You're still here. You know, I, and even my family, you know, um, I had, had a daughter, you know, my daughter was, was, was very proud of me. My family was pretty proud of me. Um, so all, all, all I had to do was me be proud of me, you know, me be proud of me. So I got into service, you know, I did service. I did anything you told me to do. I got to, to, to travel also. You know, I, I I discovered cruises and that became almost like another addiction. But that's okay because that got me over to the other side of the world to see um Spain, you know, to 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 see Greece, to see um Paris. But I had went on a convention, Narcotics Anonymous convention in Paris in, in um ninety-five, and that was amazing. It was amazing. So I got to other countries and I got to travel and um so I appreciate that. Matter of fact, I got a, a cruise book for next year. <laughs> How about that? Tell me, tell me recovery ain't good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So um I began to have fun. I began to do things. I began to believe in myself. Not some days I'm like, Helena, you're so bullshit. Get your ass up and do this and do that. You can do this, you can do that. So I always try to push myself a little bit beyond the limit. But then there's sometimes where I, where I feel stuck. I'm like, oh my God, I don't feel like doing shit today. And I'm definitely not going to that meeting because I don't want to hear nobody's fucking pain. I don't want to hear about nobody's problem and shit. I just want to watch TV all day with the covers over my head. You know, but usually when that happens, it's it's not everybody else. It's totally me. There's something that's going on that um that I feel I have no control over or um I'm at wit's end. I'm still decisive, undecisive, and um, and 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 just crazed, you know. So here we are today, many years later, on the other side of the spectrum. You know, I did get to work as a social worker for, for what five years. You know, I got sick on the job. Actually, I got sick. I kind of burnt out real quick. You know, um, so I had to come out of there on um disability. And then after a while, I just said, well, I'm not, I'm not going back. I need to retire, you know, and then, and that's what I did. So part of me was like, damn, you went to grad school for all of that to only work a, a, a short time. But I had clients and I learned to work with them because I am a licensed social worker. I, I actually have a fucking license, fix that shit. But they had to get through my, um, my, my background, you know, my criminal background just to, um, to, to allow me to have the license. So that means I had to go down, and I had to get it squashed and this and that. And it took me a year to get that squashed actually. You know, I had to I had to actually write to a congressman to get um the New York justice system to squash my records. You know, and to me part of that is disgraceful, but part of me is glad that I was able to do that. You know, that I was in a position to even want to do it, you know. So anyway, 
I'm bouncing all over the place like a fucking stale ball. But um, I'm doing the best I can, folks. You know, um, I'm a little shaky. Today, you know, I bought my, well, I didn't bring it into the world, but my great-granddaughter, I've shared a lot on the post, um, the kitchen post, a couple of posts, a picture she struggled coming into the world, you know, with a cord wrapped around her neck. You know, and and I had at a uh, they said a strange angle, and as soon as I heard that strange angle, I'm like, what do you mean strange? Was the head twisted all around like in the Exorcist? You know, so I'm like, but no, but she got here. However, she got here, she got here, but she's not having the best of times. You know, um, yesterday they were gonna release her, but they they didn't release her because she's she's not she's not getting the um the nutrients from her mom's breast like she should be getting so they still want to keep on the tubes a couple of days and and this and that she seems to be better the pictures i've seen you know she seems a little stronger but i'm 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 concerned about that um and i guess it's a matter of concern i guess that'll work itself out you know um and uh at least she's here so we'll see where it goes it's a, it's a day at a time her name is serenity rose and um, so that's pretty cool. So I'll get to see her. Um, hopefully next month, I'm going to resort next month. Picture that. Helena will be at a resort in Florida. Picture that. I've never been in a resort, though. But I really need a day away, a couple of days away, because I've been sitting here in still New York and haven't even gotten to the beach. Wednesday is my beach day, but every Wednesday is even raining. I got some other thing to do. But um, yes, yeah, so I haven't done anything really fun. But what I have done is I've showed up at meeting. I haven't missed a meeting during this whole pandemic. I haven't, there's not been a day that hasn't been to some kind of meeting, you know, and I always get what I need to hear. You know, I get a message. I get to, to meet people. I'm so, so, so happy that I've met people from all over the world. You know, um, I learn from you. I learn from you every day, every day. You know, even though I've been sober many years, I'm always still learning. I play Scrabble every day. And the reason I do that is because I'm starting to forget a lot of things and I'm not as quick as I was with my numbers, you know? So I'm like, oh man, dementia is coming, you know? So I'm always afraid of that. And and one thing I didn't mention is that I stuttered as a kid. And now I see now that I'm older, I'm starting to stutter or my, my words don't come up quite like I'd like them to. So I'm like, shit, you, you reverting back. You, you on the way out. I've been telling myself that for years and I'm still here. So I'm tired of telling myself those messages that are not conducive to making me have a happy day. You know, um, I definitely got to get back to the dentist. Oh, I hate the dentist. I was hoping I would die before I had to go back to the dentist. But yes, I have to work on that. So these are the things I have to work on. And um, I'm not a perfect person. I don't intend to be. I'm always open if somebody needs to talk. I'm an excellent listener, you know. Um, well, I learned how to be that. I'm a social worker. Damn, I can listen. Um, so what else can I say? But that I'm glad that you're all in my life. You know, we all go through so much each day, staying sober. But, you know, what I intend to put in this day is some joy, some happiness, you know, a little dancing, the sun is shining. Oh, I can turn the camera back on because I'm now uh, finished. So I have to look at my face. Okay. Yeah, see, the sun is shining. Look, outside. Um, yeah, so I'm going to get outside. And um, I got a commitment today at 2, so I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Um, 
good food to eat, you know, um, and what more can I ask for? I'm not drinking today and I'm not shooting no dope. I ain't hurt anybody. Nobody hurt me. But shit, the day ain't over. My feelings get hurt a lot of times during the day, but that's okay because I guess what? I'm sensitive now. <laughs> I have to laugh at that because some of the things that, you know, they kind of blow me off or sometimes I'll hear you talking and, and you know, my eyes get tearful. I'm like, yeah, it's not so much what they're saying. You actually fucking care about them. I've learned to love you. I've learned to love you. You know, so that that's a big step. And that could never happen until I learned to love me first, you know. Um, so damn, I'm sorry. I, I'm looking at the clock. This is way too long. Malia, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, you know what? This is what I'm gonna do. Now listen to this plan. This is a quick plan. Going forward, when I speak, I'm going to stand up the next time. Like, I'm going to do this time. I'm going to stand up, and I'm going to lean over. So nobody will never have to hear me talk for no 40 damn minutes. That shit is crazy. But anyway, I'm glad you all are here today. I'm glad you're part of my life. So Bert, Tanya, Malia, Gail, Jenny, Laura, Zanna, Nellie, Marsha, Nana, Tracy, Jenny, and Thariah. That always tells me if I get nervous, just picture y'all naked. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.